Finley Finds Himself by Tim McAvoy. Episode 2 Found. So, my dad died, I inherited a buttload of money, I quit my job, and got dumped by my boyfriend. That's the recap. It's lots of ends, but feels like a beginning. So, that's the way I'm going to treat it. Well, once I've finished at my dad's funeral. I probably shouldn't make resolutions over his grave. I'll bet that's bad luck. Bye, Dad. Thanks for everything. I got you lilies. Went for traditional. For a change. Simple. Lovely. Sorry, um... I I didn't know anybody was here. Don't mind me. So did you know my father? No. Who are you? I'm Ocean. Ocean. Here is my card. Life coach. I think you're a little late. No amount of coaching is going to make his ashes reconstitute into a living person. I'm not late at all. This is the perfect time. For you. Me? At times like this, do we often need a period of readjustment? Reassessment of what our life is actually about? I help guide people through their own unique personal journey. Are you actually working a funeral? I'm facilitating a period of flux. You're working a funeral? You want to shrink the newly grief-stricken? That's a bit sick. I'm not a shrink. There are many different paths we must take to find ourselves, Mr. Harris. How did you know my name? That's your father's name on the tombstone, isn't it? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, it is. And there's nobody else here with you, so I'm assuming you have no other family. Nope, just me. I know that you're also a homosexual by your choice of Lily. Delicate and pretty. I'm not delicate. I meant the flower. Oh, uh, uh, see, I thought it was a metaphor. No. You're almost as perceptive as Mr. Bunny. I don't know Mr. Bunny. I... He's the best detective in the world. And I'm the best life coach in the world. Call in soon for a free consultation. If you don't like it, you needn't come back. Just think about it, Finley. How did he know it was Finley? And then he just disappeared. Spooky. What do you know about life coaching, Phil? Rubbish, isn't it? Well, thanks for your insight. Bunch of pansies talking about feelings. Phil, what is this mildly homophobic makeover all about? I'm reclaiming it. Homophobia? Yeah. And why should it be only for the Hetties? Shut up, Phil. Get me a beer. No drinking on duty. I don't work here. Wow. You say that now, but... But what? Can you cover tonight? No. Time and a half? It makes no difference. Oh, no. I'll gay bash you if you don't. Bill has a way with him. So, several hours later... What can I get you? Oh. It's you. The you in question is my ex-boyfriend. Although he always insisted on being called partner, as if that makes the relationship more serious. He said boyfriend made me sound like a schoolgirl. He's a knob. Can we talk? No, Kyle. I'm really sorry about everything that's happened. Are you? It's just, I've been going through a difficult period in my life. Really? Because uh, my dad died and my boyfriend dumped me, but I'm getting on with things. Don't be immature, Finley. (laughs) I know this may be difficult for you to understand, but do try. 
I just didn't feel like I was ready to support you in a way that you needed. I never wanted a codependent relationship. But now, I think I could share everything with you. I'm ready for us to get back together. Oh, sorry. Uh, me and my money say no. This isn't about your money, Finley. Although, it would be useful to have an accountant on hand, don't you think? Nah, I got a B in GCSE maths. I think I'll be fine. Now come on, Finley. You know you can't cope by yourself. My life coach seems to think I can. Who? My life coach. That's right. I'm finding myself. You see? Some crook is already conning you out of your wealth. Actually, Ocean is highly qualified. Ocean? Yeah, because he's deep and soulful. You're making this up. No, I'm not. I have a card. Look, it's got a dolphin on it. This doesn't change anything. You're being taken for a ride. I'm the one you should be with. Just don't delete my number yet. Please, Finley. Well, I would, but I can't figure out how. Can you show me? No. Put your phone away. Well, actually, I've got to call my life coach now. Arrange our next appointment. I'll be back. Like herpes. And that's why I went. Sat in a hippie boudoir above a dentist's. Incense burning my eyes. Please, take a hammock, Finley. Um, take one. As in take a seat. But there's no seats, just a hammock. So where will you sit? On the floor. I don't mind the floor, you can have the hammock if you want. Clients must lie in the hammock. Clients like the hammock because it's comfortable like a cocoon or womb. Right, yeah, never liked wombs that much actually. How was your mother's womb? Don't know. I was only in there once and I don't remember it. Was it a difficult birth? Do you feel estranged from her? Well, I do now, because she's dead. But as far as I know, I just sort of slipped out of there. Like a fish? Perhaps. In the ocean, I see. In me. What? Do you still speak to your mother? Well, she's dead. Yes, she said. So, no, then. Death shouldn't stop you saying what you want to say, Finley. If it makes you feel better. You didn't say much at your father's funeral. I can only assume you hold back, Finley. I don't hold back. I just didn't have anything to say. Are you tense, Finley? Not really. Liar! <clears throat> May I lay my hands on you? Um... Uh, oh. I can feel a lot mm. of tension here. Yeah. The body is, is the sphincter of the soul, mm, you know. Really? I know what you're thinking, Finley, but the body has many internal sphincters. It doesn't only apply to the anus. No, uh, I, I wasn't thinking about anus. Uh, I'm actually not that keen on being touched. Which is one of your many barriers we have to penetrate. Penetrate my sphincter. Exactly. What's it do you want to do now, Finley? I, uh, I thought I might write. Good. I want you to write for me. I had this thing about Mr. Bunny. Not Mr. Bunny. I want you to write about your parents. Something honest, please. It won't be easy, but it will be a real step. Can you do that, Finley? There. That should have opened up a few channels. Off you go. I can't get out of the hammock. Ah, then you never will. I wasn't being metaphorical. Swing your legs. Did that hurt? Yep. Do you want me to lay hands on you? Nope. What have you written so far? Uh, 
Daddy, Daddy made me toast. Daddy, Daddy's now a ghost. To Desiree. What? Desiree. She's already rhymed ghost with toast. She never did. She did. Life. I don't want to see a ghost. Rather eat a piece of toast. Watch the evening news. Bum. There's nothing original. Everything I think of has already been done by Shakespeare, William Blake, Dickens. Desiree. Desiree. Give up then. Come back to work. I can't give up. Because it's your dream. No, because I'm scared of my life coach. He's a bit weird. Intense. European? Well, British, so yes. No. Not us, Europe. Them, Europe. We are Europe. Yeah. But not really. Have you added xenophobia to your growing list of hate crimes? Well, not on purpose. It's just always been there. Well, anyway, he, he's not Europe. He's British. Not that that has anything to do with anything. Might have explained the intensity. He's just very modern. Have you forgiven Kyle yet? For what? It's not like he did something bad and I need to forgive him, then we're getting back together. He dumped me. I'm moving on. But do you think you might eventually get over it and take him back? He just wants my money. I want your money. I don't want to be your boyfriend. Is that supposed to make you a good person or mean Kyle loves me more? I don't know. Can I have a tenner? You mean borrow? No, have. I mean, I already have one, but I want another. No. Now, shut up. I have to create. Where did you get a typewriter? Found it. Now, I'm not one to embarrass myself, so before I showed my masterpiece to anyone else, I took it to a gay men's writing group. I found them in the back of a porn mag, which is weird because usually there's rent boys in the back of so-called lifestyle magazines. Maybe the more perverted you are, the more intellectual your darkest pursuits are. Eh. The higher the brow, the lower the loins, as my old lecturer used to say to me. As he laid his hand on my thigh. Dirty old bugger. Hi, I'm Finley. Here, I'm known as Junior, but my real name is Philip. Why Junior? Because I'm the youngest in our group. Ah. Yeah. Um, what age are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 61 next month. Wow. You don't look a day over. Over what? 61. I can still kick it with the youngsters, though. Legally? Um, oh, so uh, do you write full-time? No. Who does? I own a garage. I love cars. I love driving for as long as I can. I always wanted to write the Great Road novel. Americans do it best, though. My trips around the M25 aren't quite thrilling enough for publishers these days. We sit in a circle in a cold community hall and sip weak coffee. Junior reads his piece first. It's not about the M25. It's about a boyfriend. Well, he called him a husband he had in the 80s. They were at university and terrified of AIDS. It started out with a sort of argument, each one accusing the other of cheating, saying that if either one of them had the disease, it would be the fault of the other. They decide to resolve it by going to a blood donor van on campus, concealing their sexuality so they can give blood and get it screened. But in their distracted tempers, they failed to notice the bloodmobile had finished for the day and was careering down the sloping drive away from the main campus. I can't describe the moment because it wouldn't do justice to Junior's poetry, but his husband was knocked down and killed. The other men in the group gave nods and mumbled words like, Ironic! but I just wanted to know if it was true. I guess that must matter to me. 
I looked again at my crumpled pages and felt embarrassed. Another of the men, I can't remember his name, but he looked like a turnip, read it out for me, thinking I was shy. When he finished, the other men said, Master Hadif Qureshi. Where are my shoes? You know I'm not going to sleep with any of you. I slumped out of the hall as soon as the last piece had been read. Dejected, but inspired. I wouldn't sleep. I'd write exactly what I wanted this time, reader be damned. Truth, that's what I needed. And coffee, lots of coffee, writers like that. Oh, and biscuits, what sort of biscuits do writers eat? Probably plain, but I don't like rich tea. Oh, I might just go with the cream egg, they're out of date. Would you? Well, Finley, I read it. It was going to be seven pages, but I cut out the bit about the badger. All I can say is, wow. Yeah, I know. I mean, this is yeah, just... it is, isn't it? Awful! Oh. Not only is it redundant as a, a piece of literature, but it also fails as therapy, and probably on several more levels. But didn't you even like the bit about the snowman melting? I felt it was a waste of carrots. Finley, you clearly have no idea who you are. Neither do you. Exactly. Finley, I, I want to help you. The time has come for you to embark upon a quest. A voyage of self-discovery. It may take you to some dark places, and it may cost a lot of money, but you shall not return until you can stand and say, I am Finley Harris, and I know who I am. Will this voyage be a bit like Pirates of the Caribbean? It will be nothing like Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, can I wear an eye patch anyway? Here, take mine. Why do you have an eye patch? My grandmother had a lazy eye. Do you want it? No, you're all right. So, um, what do I need to do? First, write me a cheque. Then go home. And sometime soon I will come for you. Without warning, the game will begin. The game? Have you not seen that movie? It had Michael Douglas. Oh, uh, uh, Fatal Attraction. No. The game. Oh, no, I haven't. Shall I just write the cheque? Yes. Okay. Can I use your toilet before I go? It's blocked up. I eat a lot of organic vegetables. Oh, I just, um... So you'll come any time? It will probably be next week. If I'm honest. In episode two of Finley Finds Himself, Ocean was played by Ross Steele, Bill by Dean Lyle, Stephen Yeo played Kyle, Darren Munn was Junior, and Finley was Tim McAvoy. Hey kids, did you know that with every download of an FYI radio podcast, you could win a date with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yes, every time you listen to a show, you get entered for our special Jake prize draw. Competition disclaimer, Jake Gyllenhaal is not to be confused with Hollywood actor Jake Gyllenhaal. This Jake Gyllenhaal is a 40-year-old accountant from Slough who collects spoons. Yes, that's right. You can win big with FYIRadio.net. <laughs>